All right. So welcome to another episode of your thriving business with uh, me, Joe from Avalon. Um, so today is uh, episode two of building a $1 million business. So in episode one, we sort of talked about why a million dollars and uh, what, what that sort of helps you create um, in your not only the business itself, but your life and uh, being able to to have some time on your hands. So if you haven't listened to that one, encourage you to start with episode one, although nothing will be missed if you just listen to this and then go back to that one. But uh, important points there on, on why why we would try to build a million dollar business in the first place. Um, but this one, uh, now we get into the nitty gritty of it and, and how to build that million dollar business and some of the, the journey that uh, I've been on at Avalon and see a lot of our clients go on as well. So in this one, we'll cover strategy, and I know that can sound like, you know, a, a pretty uh, hefty subject for a lot of small business owners. You have visions of being uh, in a boardroom in Lake Tahoe or something like that for for days on end with your senior executive team or something like that. Uh, but that's not the direction I'm going here. Uh, when I started Avalon and did my uh, strategy sessions, I was by myself, <laughs> except for uh, I got a friend um, that uh, I it really, I guess, respected their opinion, and they knew a little bit about the business and uh, had had some experience in, in business as well, um, although quite different from mine. Um, but uh, I just grabbed that person for an afternoon and we came up with strategy number one. And if you check out the blog post that I posted, I do have version one up there of uh, the original, uh, well, I call it a mission to action plan, but strategy uh, for Avalon V1. So that one's up there. I encourage you to check that out. It's uh, it's a sloppy mess, but that's the point. I guess that's the point I'll, I'll try to make here at the beginning is that um, it doesn't have to be perfect. We're just trying to get something down. We're getting version one down. If you haven't done a strategy before or it's become just a, a thing that sits on on a shelf somewhere and you don't look at anymore. Um, this methodology that that I used and uh, continue to use to this day, although we are adapting it and I'll, I'll give you some insights into where we are nowadays. Um, but uh, um, version one is, is really the goal for this. So um, encourage you to start <laughs> and hopefully this episode will give you uh, some of the um, details on on where to start and, and how to get uh, a strategy down on paper or like I did on a, on a Google sheet that I, I continue to this day. Um, so I sort of titled this, what's your why? And I guess the por important point to this is that the the goal for the strategy is to make it meaningful for you or finding that intersection where uh, it's it's meaningful for you as the owner keeps you ticking is motivating but also is uh, something that's going to be valuable for your customers as well. They're, they're going to get more out of your product or service, or it's going to be more in line with what they're looking for. Um, so that's a big part of it. So um, can't, uh, can't under uh, or overstate that uh, this is about not only you, although it is about you, I think a lot of people can um, 
pass that up a little bit. They, they, they don't want to um, think about themselves too much in this process, but it really does have to have a lot of meaning for you, but also for your employees and for your customers. So see if you can get those three things, if you can get that Venn diagram going and, and uh, have overlap between you, <laughs> your team and uh, your customers would be great. So that's where we're going with the strategy. I think that's the headspace to be in. So I'll make up point number one here is that strategy isn't just for big companies. And uh, in fact, I, I think it's probably more important for small businesses. Um, and because our margin for error is just so much slimmer than a large business. If we if we go off the rails um, or get distracted by an opportunity that doesn't work out, um, it's just so much more impactful to our business in a negative way than it would be with a larger business and it really can affect uh, the way you're living your life as well. So really want to make sure that when you're building your strategy, that you're staying focused on what you do best um, and that and, and small businesses, I think, benefit from this kind of strategy work more than than large businesses do, although I know they they tend to do it as well. Or the best ones do. Um, and then point number two is this does not have to be a big drawn out process. So it really should only take an afternoon for your first version. If it's going beyond that, um, I think you're you're probably overthinking it. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you're if you're focused for an afternoon um, with a buddy or with your team, if you have a team, then then you're going to um, do OK. All right. So uh, point number three I'm going to make is that the this mission to action document uh, that you're going to produce um, is is about breaking down your overall vision into something that is actionable. So the strategy document, I, I like to refer it to mission to action because you've got this big mission, which we'll get into the details of what mission means. Um, but if you just think of it as, you know, going to the moon, mission to the moon is the, the big thing. Um, you, you need to break that down into detail, into something that's actionable for you today. Like what, what is the task that you need to do that's going to move you closer to realizing your, your mission and vision? Um, so that's, that's kind of what the aim is with this document. Um, all right. So one of the points I'll make just in the interim here, uh, is that, um, most business owners don't take the time to, to do this. So for one, um, that could be you, uh, it, it's been, it has been me in the past at certain, certain points. Um, but that is a huge opportunity for you because if your competitors are not doing this, um, let me tell you, like the people that have a strategy and a focus um, are really set themselves apart. You can see it in their business. I mean, I don't know if you if, you, if you're a student of it, like like I try to be, um, you're kind of always looking at every business that you have an interaction with, um, whether it be Amazon, if you're ordering on Amazon, or uh, a local mom and pop uh, retail shop. I like to see exactly kind of like what what are they doing in this business? Um, do they really have a, a vision for it or, you know, what what is behind the scenes? And I remember going to this restaurant in um, in Duncan a number of years ago. I went to this management retreat day, um, which was a really great session. And you could see the restaurant like this person, whoever was running it 
just had everything in order. Like it seemed like there was mechanisms running in the background to make sure that everything was running really smoothly. And you could just see um, throughout that uh, this person knew exactly what they wanted to do with this business and uh, was putting the details in place um, that would make it that way. So um, you can see this, it does come out. And I think um, for, for most of us, uh, it, it would provide you a big competitive advantage over your over the people you're competing with because uh, most people don't take the time, honestly, and it doesn't have to take that much time. So hopefully uh, this format will, will be helpful for you. All right, so the components of the mission to action are number one, your mission. So <laughs> that is, uh, as, as it uh, sort of uh, implies, um, you're starting with your mission. And this is really what it is that your company does. I mean, what are you trying to accomplish? And, and this, the mission for me does a number of things. So number one, it helps the team sort of understand what we're trying to do here. Um, and our mission is to help your small business thrive. Um, and that means, uh, I mean, we can expand on what that means for each individual word. What does helping mean? What does small business mean? What is your <laughs> mean? Um, but that all does have meaning to the people, to me and, and all the people that work at Avalon. Um, so we know that, you know, if, if we're getting asked to, you know, speak at an accounting conference or something like that, it's not really in line with the mission. Like we're, we, I, I understand that that is a distraction. And although it, it's great for my ego to go talk at these things, um, it doesn't really move the business forward. And if I mean, even if I do accept something like that, it's generally because uh, of that reason <laughs> that I, I uh, have a, uh, a burning desire to be um, noticed or something. But uh it's it, it does keep us on track. So having that, um, knowing what your business does, um, super powerful. So next up is vision. Uh, so um, the the vision is a little bit different than mission. I know some people get um, uh, a little bit like confused between mission and vision, but mission is really what you do. Vision is what you want your company to be one day. And this can be an unachievable vision. It doesn't have to be something that you're like, okay, we achieved our vision. We're living our vision. It's something that is future oriented. Um, it can be like being the best in class for this particular thing. Um, it could be being, you know, um, the play, the employer of choice for certain a group of people, something like that. And that may not be achievable, but it's something you can move towards. You're either moving towards that thing or away from that thing. So um, the vision can can be something like that. It could also be something with numbers in it. I mean, you can go in that direction of, you know, achieving your mission, um, but I see that less, but uh, it, it still still can be valuable. And it depends on your, your individual um, desires, really. Um, it should be motivating, though. I think it should describe what uh, what you are looking to achieve and inspire the people you and the people around you into that direction. Um, I mean, if it's being the the biggest, you know, purveyor of meats in the Western Canada or something like that, um, you know that that might be that might be great. It, it, wouldn't inspire me <laughs> if I was your employee, but something like that, you know, 
you know, if you're doing the, the finest meats or something that's a little more craft worthy, that might um, be a little more inspiring. So find some inspiration in it. I think you want to, you know, you can be the biggest, but it should be the biggest and something else probably. All right. So, and the next up is, is values. So one, one thing you want to want to really go through with values here is thinking about the manner in which you're going to deliver on your mission and your vision. Um, and what I mean by that is that, you know, you can do that, you can achieve your mission through all kinds of means, I, I guess, like you can, uh, you can do it the right way, the wrong way, <laughs> you can do it with class, you can do it by sheer force. Um, and uh, it's really up to you as the owner to set what those values are. And one thing I would think about when you're thinking about what your values are, are one, something that comes naturally to you, maybe as an individual, but also what your team does really well. I know, for, for for me, one of the things that got Avalon off the ground was just being reliable, getting back to people, responding to messages in a timely manner, being honest about what I could deliver and what I couldn't, really putting my foot down if I felt like I couldn't deliver on something. Um, and so reliability was one of the first uh, values that we had at Avalon. And some one that I, I keep going back to today it reminds me to make sure I do respond to people, make sure I stay true to my word um, because it's what set us apart from other accounting firms at the time, I think. And e even now that uh, it becomes kind of a, a trope that accountants don't get back to people or it takes weeks on end to get a response, um, we really want it to be different. And naturally, I, I was, I mean, I was really keen to get back to people, but delving into that. And I think everyone can do that with their business is think about the things that set you apart that your competitors don't seem to do or that people praise you for um, and that come naturally. And I, I think it's easy to discount what you do really well and think that, okay, well, I just do that really well. So it's not really a value, um, but it is. Th those are the values that uh, that you're that you're portraying already. Um, encapsulating those so that you can hire on them, you know, correct people for performance on those things. Um, but you can start with sort of three to five. I, I wouldn't go too much more than that. I think we have eight now, but it would be nice to kind of pair that back again because it does get a little bit unwieldy uh, after three, five, six. Um, people start to forget and can't remember them. Um, all right. So next up, so you've got your mission, you got your vision, got your values. The next up is strategies. And these are the approaches um, you you'll take to, to meet your mission and vision. So an example is at Avalon, we want to attract and retain top quality talent. So how do we do that? Well, one, we have, um, you know, let me say, why do we do that first? So the important, it's important for us as a service based company to have really good people working for us. We want people that have good communication skills, um, can can break things down into, into pieces that are understandable, um, all of that. And it helps increase our knowledge capacity with internally that we can build on these careers that people have um, here. So that's a really important strategy for us. 
to get those top quality people. But I think sometimes people get, you know, confused in, in what is the strategy, attract and retain top quality talent, and what are some tactics. So we can use all kinds of tactics to achieve that strategy. Um, so that might be, you know, maybe it's total compensation, highest total compensation in in uh, the accounting industry or something like that. Or it could be, you know, more vacation than anybody else. There's lots of different tactics we could take, but the strategy is still to attract and retain. And uh, there's a number of ways of going about that, but that, that would be the strategy. So coming up with things, another example um, that I heard when I was when I was doing these was, you know, increasing per ticket revenue, maybe it's a, a coffee shop or something like that. So you want to increase revenue. And one way to do that would be increasing a strategy might be to increase per ticket revenue. So every time a customer comes, how do they spend more? Lots of different tactics you could take, you could raise prices, um, you could, you know, do more advertising, uh, bring more people in, offer coupons, those kinds of things. But or the other, you know, it can be asking people if they want a muffin with that, or would you like fries with that? And I think that that's a proven method to increase those things. But that's the tactic, the strategy is to increase um, uh, per ticket revenue. All right, so um, getting those, I, I would pick one to two, maybe three strategies, um, if you're if you're going to put that one together. Uh, next up would be goals. So this is the fun stuff. I think this is like the future visioning in you know numerical terms, getting goals in place. And most people, I think if you if you've been running a business for a while, I've heard of a, a BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal comes from uh, scaling up in the gazelle, the gazelle group or something like that. Um, but they, they kind of outline this big, hairy, audacious goal, like what is the big vision goal that you have for the business that that may or may not be achievable, but kind of scares you. I think it's supposed to rattle you a little bit into into um, consciousness of how you might achieve that. Um, but it can be like a 10, 10 year goal of maybe revenue number, customer number, market share, there is a number, but it seems it's supposed to seem unachievable. Um, still should I think align with what you want out of your in your personal life as well. So if you can trickle that down and be like, okay, like I want to make this kind of money um, for myself or have financial independence by this date or other things, if you can tie these things into these big, hairy, audacious goals, 10, 10 year goals types of things um, uh, to your, to your own personal situation. Um, I think that's really powerful. Another way is for helping others too. I know at Avalon, one of the things that we just noticed was a lot of small business owners do need our services, have terrible bookkeeping, slow accounting, nobody really to help them. And once you see that, you're like, okay, we need to grow because there's lots of small businesses out there that need us. We want to help those people. And likewise with employees, if we can grow, there's a lot of accounting and bookkeeping professionals out there that want to work for, you know, a, a company that cares about them and that doesn't, you know, require a ton of overtime and, and all of these other things. And so that becomes another motivator that's not individual to me, but does provide me with a lot of, um, uh, interest. So 
that's a good one too. Um, so BHAG is the big, hairy, audacious goal. You want to break that. Okay, if we want to be there in 10 years, where do we need to be in three? So to be on track, where should we be in three years, um, market share, customer volume, revenue? Then break that down into a one-year goal. Okay, if we need to be there in three, where should we be in one? So that's another one. So um, you kind of break that down. Okay, and this becomes the real, like, this is achievable, maybe still pushing it, but and a little bit scary. But um, is your uh, sort of target for that one year? And you can see yourself in one year, right? So, so that's where it becomes really meaningful. Is like, I need to achieve this in one year. And so that's the goals part of it. And what, we're, what we'll try to do here after this is break that down into a into projects. So really get your your thinking cap on, I guess is a, is a way to say it. Get your thinking cap on and think about what projects you would you would need to work on. Um, either one to achieve your goal. So that could be like more revenue, th that kind of stuff. Like maybe you need a marketing plan or you need to um, get you know a hundred sales calls this month. That could be a you know a project that you work on. Um, to get your revenue numbers up. But it could also mean something like, what are some of the barriers that are there? Maybe you don't have processes in place to uh, to deliver your product you know, consistently on time. Um, maybe the project there is that you need to come up with a system that gets you know every single package out in two days or something like that. So that might be a, a, another example that's not really directly related to the revenue goal or that particular goal that you have, but removes a barrier so that you can grow. Maybe that is to hire somebody or, or other things like that. So the idea here is to pick two to three projects that you can realistically achieve in three months. Break those down into weekly to-dos. So kind of track through this 10 to 12 week sort of period. Okay, if I do this, this week, this, this week, this, this week, I will have that done by week 10, and the project will be complete. I'll have it finished, it'll be in place. Um, so that's the goal with with these. Don't make it longer than three months. Make sure it's nice and clear what you need to do each week to achieve this. Um, but that's, that's how it kind of breaks down. You can even set up some accountability check-ins uh, weekly, you know, somebody that you know that you can keep accountable or a check-in buddy, something like that, um, if, if you do need that kind of help. But uh, you break that down into 10 to 12 week chunks. Get those two to three projects done. Don't overdo it because um, if it's overwhelmed, you won't get them done at all. Um, so that's it. So the next part is, is to, to work the plan. So once all this is in place, you've got your strategy document start working it. I mean, don't second guess yourself later on what your strategy is or um, what your mission is or those kinds of things. You can set those in the back of your mind for when you open your plan again. And I would encourage people to do that once per year. Don't reset your mission throughout the year and have it kind of, you know, be moving all the time. Just kind of open up that book once a year. Otherwise, it's set for that year. Every three months, you're going to pick new projects. So hopefully during your brainstorming session, you've come up with lots of projects that you want to work on that are going to make your company better. Um, and now you can start to, when you prioritize those and you've got two to three, 
you finish those next three months. Okay, what are the next priorities? What's going to help me achieve to the next level? Um, and so you work those new projects every three months. Annually, open up the whole thing, take another look, see if you can refine all the notes, maybe take some notes throughout the year as things pop up, um, and then start to implement change there. And as your team grows, if, if your team is growing, get their, get their input. What's resonating with them? Have they thought of different things that, uh, that might help you? So that's it. I mean, the plan doesn't have to be super complicated. And if you're looking for books on, on uh, how to, to keep you engaged with that, that process, um, one that's a little more involved, but uh, is super helpful, has been helpful for us at Avalon, including our weekly meetings and kind of fixing things that, um, that come up is Traction by Gina Wickman. That's a that's a great one, and I know well read, like well read. I think a lot of people read that one and, and get a lot out of it. Um, another one, a little more digestible, I would say, if you're really feeling like, you know, Traction is just it, it is it is a big undertaking, um, well worthwhile, but big undertaking. But the other book I would encourage people to read is The One Hour Plan for Growth by Joe Calhoun. Um, and that one was really instrumental for me as well to, to speed up this process, to, to keep it um, lively. Uh, so I, I would encourage people to read that and kind of follow through, follow, follow that one through. But uh, I know there's a ton of other strategy books out there, but those ones seem to be the, the good ones. I, I haven't included, um, what's the other one, Scaling Up? I, I It didn't work for me. I, I read through it and it just seemed overly complicated for what I wanted to do. Traction resonated a lot more. Um, and the one hour plan for growth was a, was a great way to sort of get that first uh, plan in place. Um, great structure there. So I encourage people to read those two books. But but that's it for today. Hopefully that that, that helps uh, some people get on um, on their strategy train. Uh, and uh, we got more episodes coming up. So episode one was more around why million dollar business episode two um, here is your strategy. So setting that course uh, and our next episode is going to be more on um, uh, mentality, taking taking care of yourself in a way, but also, you know, coming from a, a place of uh, um, uh, having energy and uh, motivation to keep your business getting better and better. So we'll delve into that. I get some good book recommendations. So hopefully turn tune into that one. And um, yeah, we'll see you on the next episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Cheers.